great. You've been loading up on things from Walmart? Yeah, I used my new Capital One Walmart Rewards card. It earns unlimited 5% back on everything I buy from Walmart online. Say what? 5% back. Say what? 5% back. Say what now? 5% back. With what? The Capital One Walmart Rewards card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online on top of Walmart's everyday low prices. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One N.A. Hey friends, Nina here. Before we begin today's story, I have a couple of housekeeping issues to address. I've received feedback that you're having trouble hearing me. Well, I hear you, and I've changed my audio setup. I hope that this episode is coming through loud and clear. And as always, if you have feedback about the show, please reach out to me. My email address is host at alreadygonepodcast.com. If email isn't your thing, find me on Twitter at AlreadyGonePod or on Facebook. I've also heard that I'm spending too much time on Michigan-based cases. Well, that's not likely to change. As stories from other areas pique my interest, I will cover them. But today, we're in the mitten and visiting Ohio for a spell. I hope you'll come with me for this story. There are three young boys we need to find. Whether they're in Michigan or Ohio or Florida, I hope they can come home someday. Morency, Michigan doesn't seem like the place for a story like this. The tiny town sits on Michigan's southern border. It's located about an hour west of Toledo, Ohio, and 70 miles southwest of Detroit. My favorite spot in the city is Bean Creek at Riverside Park. Who wouldn't want to go to Bean Creek? In the 2010 census, Morency, a two-mile by two-mile square, had a population of 2,200 people. The week of Thanksgiving 2010, that population decreased by three. John Skelton married Tanya Zubers in 2002. It was a second marriage for both of them. Seven years and three sons later, things were coming apart. John Skelton was withdrawn and isolative. He was a truck driver and struggled to find work. Tanya took care of their three young sons, Andrew, age nine, Alexander, age seven, and Tanner, age five. In September 2010, Tanya Skelton served her husband with divorce papers and asked him to leave. They would share custody of the boys. Skelton didn't like this arrangement. He didn't like it at all. On September 13, 2010, he picked the boys up from school in his dark blue Chrysler van and took off to Ohio, only to return a few days later. John grabbing the boys and leaving the state with them was not an isolated incident. A few weeks later, Skelton did it again, making it all the way to Florida. His parents and his sister live in Florida. It took an emergency court hearing in Jacksonville for him to return the boys to Morency. After the second breach of their custody arrangement, Lenaway County Circuit Judge Margaret No awarded Tanya full custody of their boys. Skelton promised Tanya 
promised her it wouldn't happen again. And for a few weeks, he kept that promise. One of the reasons Skelton was so outraged that his wife was allowed to keep the children, let alone be given full custody of them, was that she had a record. John was afraid that Tanya would hurt their boys, that his sons were in danger when they were with their mother. Tanya Zuvers was a registered sex offender. In 1998, she'd pled guilty to fourth-degree sexual misconduct. She'd had a physical relationship with a 14-year-old boy employed by her then-husband. She knew she'd made a terrible mistake. Zuvers denied ever having any inappropriate contact with her sons. She turned to her church for solace and forgiveness and guidance. She wanted to be a better person and a good mother. October turned to November, and Thanksgiving was approaching. John Skelton began pressuring Tanya to let the boys stay with him. Let them sleep over at his house for the holiday. She told him no, and he kept asking, begging, please let the boys stay with him, please. Tanya relented, and the boys went with their daddy for the holiday, but for just one night. Then he had to return them to her. Skelton agreed. The boys went with their dad Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning, and Tanya expected them back on Friday. They didn't come back. She waited and watched, expecting John's blue van to appear and deliver her boys. It didn't happen. Tanya Zuvers called the police to report them missing again. I was unable to locate how John Skelton and his sons spent the holiday, who they celebrated with. Was it at John's place, or did they go with extended family? I can't tell you that. When her sons weren't returned to her on Friday, Tanya started calling John, but just like the other times he took the boys and ran, he wasn't taking her calls. Morency police located Skelton at a hospital in Toledo, Ohio, where they began questioning him. He refused to tell them where the boys were. He wasn't interested in cooperating. As police tried to find out where Skelton had taken his sons, Tanya was searching online for clues. She opened Facebook and read John's cryptic status update. It filled her with dread. It said simply, May God and Tanya forgive me. Still in the emergency department, Skelton opened up to police. In fact, he provided them with an assortment of stories. The first tale he told was that he'd given the boys to a woman he knew, someone he'd met months earlier when he'd had car trouble, a Joanne Taylor. She'd been a stranger who stopped and assisted him in his time of need. They'd remained in contact via the internet. Miss Taylor was keeping the boys for him since he wasn't well, and she was the one who would return the boys to their mother. Skelton was transferred from the emergency department to the inpatient mental health unit. He had attempted suicide by hanging. Having his friend, Joanne Taylor, return the kids for him allowed him to end his life in solitude. He had tried unsuccessfully just that morning to hang himself, breaking his foot in the process. Police pressed him for more information. Could he provide a phone number for Joanne Taylor? No, sorry, he couldn't. Did he have her address? Mm, No, he didn't have that either. 
Well, where does she live? Um, Hillsdale? No, wait. Jackson. Yes, that's it. She lives in Jackson, Michigan. She's married to a minister. Do you know the name of the minister? What church he's at? Uh, which church? Mm, sorry. I can't recall, and I don't have that information handy. Skelton's story was not adding up. Desperate to locate the three boys, Morency police searched John's computers, combed through his phone records. What they found was terrifying. In the days leading up to Thanksgiving, Skelton had done a variety of internet searches. These searches included how to break someone's neck and poisoning. Police found a noose at his house. Skelton said, that's not a noose. I use it for hiking or mountain climbing. This flew in the face of Skelton's situation, hospitalized for a suicide attempt by hanging during which he'd broken his foot. I should mention that John Skelton's suicide attempt happened after he made a delivery to the home of Tanya's aunt, where he dropped off three winter coats and three toothbrushes. Skelton told her she could have the items, but he did not want Tanya to have them or any memories of her boys. She didn't deserve them. Three small boys without winter coats. It wasn't a good sign. Police continued to press Skelton for information, and he was filled with stories. He'd handed the boys over to a secret organization. Alexander, Andrew, and Tanner were safe, and they would be raised in a wholesome environment away from their mother, the sexual predator. No, wait. John took the boys to an abandoned schoolhouse and left them there. Yet another tale, he told, has the boys loaded into someone's van, wrapped in blankets and cuddling stuffed animals as they were whisked away to a safe place, an underground secret society where children who are at risk can be safe and loved. He gave the police hand-drawn maps showing them where they would locate his children. Hundreds of people came out to search for the boys, people from Michigan and Ohio, and from as far away as Virginia, hoping to bring the children home safely. Dirt trails and camping areas and farmland, the area along the Ohio Turnpike where John Skelton's minivan may have been spotted the day after Thanksgiving. All of these areas were searched, and no sign of the boys were found. John's cell phone offered more information. At 4.19 a.m. on Friday, November 27, 2010, his phone started moving, leaving Morency and pinging off cell towers as it traveled south into Ohio. Williams County, just across the state line. By 6.46 a.m., the phone was back in Morency. Later that morning, John called an acquaintance for help because he'd broken his foot and needed a ride to the hospital. They searched a gravel pit, Barns, abandoned buildings, roadside ditches. Skelton had bad dreams. He dreamt the boys were piled in a dumpster. He told the police new stories of what became of Andrew, Alexander, and Tanner. The secret society, the ones trusted to care for his children, they'd gone back on their word. They wouldn't return the boys despite what their continued absence meant for John. He wished he knew how to reach them so they would bring his sons back home. All the while, police and the public continued to search. Canine units, air support, dive teams, in both Michigan and Ohio, they looked. John Skelton's computer showed searches on poisoning and how to break a neck, but no sign of the woman he claimed he gave those boys to. 
the elusive Joanne Taylor. The mayor of Morency canceled the annual Christmas parade because the city simply could not celebrate while they searched and grieved and hoped. None of John Skelton's stories checked out. No sign of the boys was found. In July 2011, about eight months after his children vanished, prosecutors agreed to take parental kidnapping charges off the table, and John Skelton pled no contest to three counts of custodial interference. In September of 2011, Judge Margaret No, who had presided over his custody hearing a year earlier, faced Skelton again. The judge called the 48-month sentence for custodial interference grossly inadequate. She sentenced him to 15 years, which he will serve every single day of, unless his three boys, three sweet, innocent children, are returned home safely. For months I have asked you to return Andrew, Alexander, and Tanner. You've refused to answer me truthfully. I've asked you to tell me where the children are located. You have refused, telling one conflicting story after another to explain their circumstances since they were last seen. Your explanations have been ridiculous, albeit more sad than anything else. John Skelton remains in prison. While incarcerated, he is warm and safe. He eats and sleeps and watches television. Is it possible that his sons, three boys loved fiercely by both John Skelton and Tanya Zuvers, are doing the same? Somewhere safe and warm and loved? One can only hope. Morency Police Chief Larry Weeks believes that the boys are deceased and will be located within 80 miles of their home. As of November 2013, the case was turned over to the Michigan State Police. Before we wrap up, I would like to mention a couple of things. Michigan is not a death penalty state, but Ohio has the death penalty. John Skelton has not been charged with murder. Skelton remains in prison. It's been five years, and his stories continue to change, but they lead us no closer to Andrew, Alexander, or Tanner. Tanya Zuvers has moved on, as much as one can move on from something like this. She remains active in her church and has a job. She understands that her sons are most likely deceased. The knowledge that they are waiting for her in heaven brings her some comfort. If you have information as to the whereabouts of Alexander William Skelton, Andrew Ryan Skelton, and Tanner Lucas Skelton, please call the Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST or contact the Michigan State Police. There are photos of the boys, including age progression photos, on our website at www.alreadygonepodcast.com. I'd like to give a big thank you to Erica, the talented host of The Apex and the Abyss, for giving voice to Judge Margaret No during this episode. If you haven't heard Erica's show, you should check it out. She's terrific. Thank you for listening to Already Gone, and be safe.
Mom, delivery! You've been loading up on things from Walmart? Yeah, I used my new Capital One Walmart Rewards card. It earns unlimited 5% back on everything I buy from Walmart online. Say what? 5% back. Say what? 5% back. Say what now? 5% back! With what? The Capital One Walmart Rewards card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online on top of Walmart's everyday low prices. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One N.A.